0: Hello and welcome to Carried Away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray. As the founder of the Bra Network, the Business Relationship Alliance, I have met some of the most inspiring women working as entrepreneurs, freelancers, founders, executives, and creatives. And I want to share their stories with you. So let's get carried away. Today I'm joined by the fabulous, fearless female movement founder, Mayola Rosser. Now we are going to be talking about manifesting, how we're doing it, what we're doing wrong, and how we can do it better to get exactly what we want out of life. Let's get carried away because (laughs) the first time I've ever done this before. It's exciting.
1: The whole new world. Oh, and we get a song, <laughs> a new fantastic point <laughs> of view. Brought <laughs> Instagram live,
0: everybody. <laughs> I got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Just yes, kidding. I
1: definitely <laughs> have gadgets and gizmos aplenty here. <laughs> I love it. How are you, love? <laughs> I am doing good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you guys for joining. Yay. Please feel free to say hello to
0: anybody that's watching that pops in in our live here. Hello,
1: Erin. Hello, Andrea. Hello, Casey. Thank you. Hello, Steno69 for being here.
0: (laughs) It's All good. It's all fun stuff. I'm loving it too. Um, As you can see, everyone, my special guest today is the fearless female herself, Paola Rosser. How are you, gorgeous? Welcome. I'm excited to get carried away with you. Um, on all the things. I just was a guest on her fabulous podcast, which you can be honest, yeah, was it your favorite episode?
1: episode? <laughs> it, was. it was a good episode. It was a good episode.
0: <laughs> good. good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it.
1: Well, welcome.
0: We're going to get carried away, but before we get into your tips on manifesting, uh, how we're doing it wrong and how we can make it better, because I've been manifesting a pony for a couple years now and I still have mm-hmm. no pony. So. <laughs> What's your advice
1: on that? (laughs) Hi, Lori. (laughs) Hi. Well, first of all, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Um, Second of all, I'm so glad that we're doing this. Um, I'm Paola, and I'm the CEO and founder of the Fearless Female Movement. How that came about is I was honestly manifesting it into fruition. I wanted to be a part of a group with women who weren't catty, they weren't competitive, but they helped each other. They inspired one another. They empowered one another. And honestly, if I would have discovered the broad network, I probably would have never had to do the fearless female. <laughs> but oh, there's so many find... women out there. I can't. It's, I can't meet them all. So it's good you're. Uh, well, doing I couldn't too. find the group, and every time I thought I was, I had found it. Um, I actually was highly disappointed. And so I remember the last group I was in. I just met a whole bunch of catty women who basically said I was, you know, they called me every name in the book from the B word to the C word, to calling me a princess to saying I hide behind Facebook filters, which I don't. (laughs) This is me live and in person. Um, And so um, I was very devastated by the way the women treated me. And I honestly couldn't figure out why at the age of my late 30s, now I'm 40, but this was three years ago that women were still acting this way. And so I remember crying in bed and telling my husband how disappointed I was that, you know, it seems like women never change. And he said, well, why don't you create what you want? And I said, what? (laughs) He goes, why don't you create what you want? Like, what is it that you were expecting from this group? And I, I said, I wanted just love and support and and I wanted to feel empowered I wanted to talk have real conversations like authentic conversations I wanted to dig deep I wanted to talk about past trauma pains but I also wanted to talk about the wins and everything that really like successes and just everything that life is made out of it's not always rainbows and sunshine and so he said why don't you build it and again I was like wait what what do you want me to do you actually want me to work and so for a month, um, he kept asking me questions like, what would it be like? It was almost like he was prompting me. And at the time we worked at WeWork and I was facing him and he was facing my back. And he said, uh, what would you name it? And because all these people, the, the last group were actually sending me vile videos and saying how they were going to tear me down. No how they way. Gonna co- yes. They were going to come to my house and beat me up. Um, how their kingdom was going to come and get my kingdom. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a cultish type of uh, group. And so I just remember, like, even though there was like over 200 women sending me messages, I was like, come, come to come to my house. This is my address. Even though I live (laughs) in Southern California, I'm kind of hood. So I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. And so my husband, when he asked me that, that was the first thing that came to my mind because I did grow up with a toxic, abusive home. And my whole life, I had a lot of fears. Um, And so I was instilled with a lot of fear from my abusive mother and all this other stuff. And so the first thought that came to my mind was, I'm fearless and I'm tired of being afraid and you're not going to bring me down. And so I told him, I said, I would call it fearless female. And then not even 20 minutes later, he taps me on the shoulder and he says, I bought it. I'm like, bought what? (laughs) And he goes, I bought fearlessfemale.com. And I was like, what? Uh, No, because that was the first step in like, now I have to do something. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't happen for a year because I allowed so many insecurities and fears to hold me back. But during that year, I did plan it, manifest it, and journal about it. I prayed about it. I meditated about it. I imagined what it was going to be like. I thought about the podcast, the guests. I would even have like conversations in the car of who I was going to talk to, what conversations were we going to talk about, what topics I was going to bring up. And I pretty much sat on it for 365 days. And then finally, after 365 days, Um, my husband was invited to a trip, uh, like a Las Vegas thing. And he was in front of 500 people, he was promoting his book. And the guy that was there said, Hey, do you want to introduce your wife. And I was like, wow, so sweet. He's going to say like Payla's like a great entrepreneur's wife, right? No, he announced me as Paola, this is Payla Rosser. She's this CEO and founder of the Fearless Female Group. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm standing in front of 500 people. I have a lump in my throat. My heart is beating out of my chest. And I basically said, you're right. I am the fearless female. I told everybody in that group, which was like 500 people in this um, place. And they came up to me afterwards. The women were like, I want to be a part of your podcast. I want to be a part of your group. How can I sign up? Do you have any? And I'm, I had nothing. All I had was a URL. All I had was a, just a URL that went to nothing, to nowhere land. And So then I spent the next three months. So here comes another three more months of failing to launch (laughs) (laughs) and still doubting myself, still doubting my gifts, still doubting what I have to give to others. And then finally, um, I was listening to this book called uh, The 21 Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And he said, you'll never, ever hit the target on the first try. And you might fail, but all you need to do is adjust your aim. And keep shooting, and eventually you will hit the target. And I remember just feeling, oh my gosh, this is, he's right. I need to just go for it. I need to stop making excuses. And so, what I did was, I called um, this woman that I saw actually at the Las Vegas uh, event, and she was on stage. She was about my age, she was killing it and taking names. And I was like, I need her to be my mentor. So, I called her up, and she said, if you're really, really serious, Book yourself a flight and come to my house in Colorado, and we'll get it started. And so that's how it began. I launched it on Women's International Day in 2018, I think, or 2019, actually, because now I'm almost a year. Well, a year and going to be two years in March. But yeah, so almost two years. And it, it's grown exponentially. Like, I can't even believe how much it's grown. I've gone from, you know, when I first launched my podcast to 20 listeners. To now I have, I think the last time I checked was 15,000 subscribers. Um, and then my Facebook group, I have over a thousand women. I've been mentoring. I've been coaching. I am a spiritual mentor by heart. Like I'm a heart-centered leader. And it, my life has literally drastically changed all because I decided to take action.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, wow. So that's, a, I'm trying to picture where I was Women's International Day 2019, and I was at Women on the Rise, which you came to this the following, year. Year. Yes. <laughs> the following year, um, and everyone should know who's watching this, is we have a lot of mutual entrepreneurs, you know, badass women in, in common, so it's so interesting the steps that we take that led us here today, because I'll tell you what, a year ago, if you said I was going to launch a podcast series, I would have said you were crazy, but with <laughs> COVID and, pan- and quarantine, I was like, I guess I am. (laughs) So I think that's incredible. It also really talks about your resiliency and the fact that your husband saw something in you that you didn't quite see in yourself yet. Um, And would you attribute his support and that is, other than buying the URL, <laughs> you know, really Absolutely. So gotten my, where you are. It's crazy
1: because my husband actually is was the co-founder of Kajabi. And if anybody knows what Kajabi is, oh, yeah. it's a platform for people to basically sell their talents, their gifts. And this was something that he was passionate about. And he's very good at like seeing someone and talking to them for five to 10 minutes and, and taking... Like after talking to you for 10 minutes, he will tell you, this is your gift and you need to share it with the world. And then he'll give you a plan on how to monetize it. And so for when we first met, he like, he has been with the ranks of like, you know, Maria, Marie Ferrelio and mm-hmm. Shelly Johnson and all these people. And he said, I see you doing the same thing that they're doing. I see you like, cause you are so smart and you're so you, you you know what you're talking about and you really, truly want to help people. And I, I couldn't believe it in myself. I really couldn't. I was so shy. I remember when he told me to do my first Kajabi course, I was scared. I was like, I didn't like the videos. I was criticizing myself. I had a lot of insecurities. And then I realized that I can't win unless I start healing my insides. And yeah, so, yeah. like I said, in the beginning, I came from a really abusive home. So I had a lot of skeletons in my closet that I needed to heal first before I like really stepped into my true power. And so that's one of the biggest things that I teach with the fearless female group is we have so much damage from our past traumas from our past people that told us with limited mindsets who told you, you couldn't Ah. be this, or you can't be that. And so we have to heal the inside first before actually, you know, working on the outside. So hundred oh, percent once I you know, did um, that it was just been like a complete explosion like it's almost like all of a sudden I just took off this like mud and now I could see clearly and now I yeah. have this newfound confidence and now I understand what my husband and everybody else saw in me but I couldn't see it so yeah. I'm so glad that I did that I did the work I've been and, and don't get me wrong the journey is of healing is a long process and it's daily work. But I'm so much in a different place than I was in 2018, 2019.
0: That's that's so great because so many people who have grow up with trauma or experience it, um, they can't get out of their own healing process, right? So they 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 live with shame or they have so much anger um, at that, but letting, and almost like you get used to it, right? You get used to the comfort of holding on to this anger at this person or this event, um, this traumatic experience. But once you let it go, you're like, Oh, I'm like 50 pounds lighter. And now you have more space for love, right? You've now opened yourself up to that. Um, So in the fearless female movement, you don't only work with entrepreneurs,
1: no, I work, work with, with individual, any you. female, yeah. any female who's ready to let their power explode is what I say. I, I always tell everybody that we all have that fire in us, but a lot of us, ha- it's been smoldered. It's been put, you know, blown down. Our fire is really small and it's mostly because of society. It's mostly about because of the people we hang out with, the toxic friends, the limited mindsets, people, the people that tell us who we're not. Um, and, yep. and, it's, and when we're in that place, you really don't know that you're in that place because you've been in that comfort zone for so long and the people that you've surrounded yourself with have been telling you this your whole life. Um, and so you believe it to be true. Um, and so that's why, you know, I love that you brought up the point that once you get into that place of anxiety and sadness and you're holding on to your old emotions, it was why I wasn't manifesting things. And I couldn't understand because I actually got the book, The Secret, In two thousand and eight. So in two thousand six, my dad passed away, and so I was in a terrible place. Not only did my dad pass away in two thousand six, but I also got out of a abusive relationship, physically Mm -hmm. and emotionally. And so I always say two thousand six was the worst year of my life. Um, But two years later, my best friend gave me the book The Secret, and. At first, when I read the book, I was like, this only happens to certain people. It's not going to happen for me. Obviously, my whole life is shit. Like, this is always going to be like this. Right. And then um, I'm type. I'm the type of person that loves to research. I, As soon as you tell me any topic, I'm on Google. I'm reading the books. I'm watching the interviews on YouTube. I am figuring it out. I want to make sure I want to break the, like, I want to break it open. I want to know what it is. And so I went down this rabbit hole of figuring out whether or not the secret actually worked, Mm -hmm. whether or not this manifestation, believe it, achieve it, you know, and receive it actually happened. And so I was manifesting things. Actually, I started with something small, like manifesting new friends. I got new friends. I manifested a job making more money. I manifested, you know, actually, I was casted for the show Big Brother. I was the only cast member that didn't go through with it, (laughs) but I got casted onto the show. Which season? I watch um, every season. Which season? Uh, I don't even know. I, <laughs> if you'll you if you Google my maiden name, you'll find me. I'm I'm on okay. Reddit. I'm on Reddit trivia <laughs> because I'm the only person that never went through with it. Um, but anyways, so I casted these things. I got jobs. I made friends, um, but nothing was a sustainable like choice. Everything ended up going back to the way it was either I lost a oh. job or I lost friends and I couldn't figure out why. Cause I was manifesting, but then I was losing it. Yeah. I was manifesting and then I was losing it and I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. And the more books that I read and the more things I started to put together the four key elements as to how manifesting actually works, and I'm, I have a list over here because I please I tell like, us, tell, sure. the so tell the people, tell us. First, <laughs> the first key point is to be clear with your exact desire, wish, or goal. Okay, so give me that's an idea. where yeah, be very clear and specific. So when I tell tell people this, they're like, "Well, I, yeah, I I want friends." Well, I did it. I wrote it on my list. I want new friends, but I got toxic friends. When I said I wanted a boyfriend, hey, I want a man. Well, you know, Ted Bundy is a man. You have to be specific, right? Um, When I said I wanted a job, I just said I wanted a job. Like I didn't, I wasn't specific as to like, how much money do I want to make? What kind of environment do I want to be? What kind of coworkers do I want? Or how long do I want my commute to be? So when I'm telling people you need to be specific, like, when you go buy a car, you don't say, I want a car. And you definitely right. don't say, I want a black car. You say, I want a black car with white interior and, you know, four cylinders and whatever it is. You go down to the You even choose like what kind of radio system is in your car. Yet we don't do that with our desires, our goals, our intentions. We just say, I want a job. I want to be happy. I want yeah. a car. I want friends. I want, you know, this, or you, you, you're not specific. And so that's the biggest factor is I wasn't specific. I just said, I want friends, but I ended up getting toxic friends. I want mm-hmm. a boyfriend. I ended up getting toxic boyfriends. Mm. I want a job. I ended up getting a toxic job. So I wasn't specific. So okay. I made sure this time around that I was going to write down every single thing I wanted in a man. And my husband happened to be Every single thing check, I wrote check, down check. Check, check. from the littlest things, like he needs to be as funny as me because <laughs> I think I'm funny. <laughs> um, he needs to say dad jokes. Um, you mean he needs to make as much money as me or more because I used to date men who made less money than me and somehow that emasculated them and it caused a lot of pain. Um, and so I was very specific, he had to be 5'10 or taller. You know, he had to love God as much as me or more. He had Mm -hmm. to want to be around children. He had to love my friends and want to hang out with my friends. He'd want to like go on trips. He'd want to travel. Like I was specific. Nice. And you know, with my job, I was like, I want to do something that I'm passionate about waking up to go to. I want to change people's lives. I want to change the way people view me and instead of me being in an angry place all the time because I didn't love my job I want people to feel like an impact and a change and and like feel loved when they're around me and so I really became specific and I know this sounds weird but you have to make that list and my husband had a 72 item list when he found me (laughs) 72 items like how many did you check off were 71. you like
0: up? You you were like 78.
1: 71, <laughs> above. actually. The one that I did not check off is I don't like football. I'm sorry. It's just not my thing. I'm I don't not either. a football person. <laughs> but I'll sit there and watch. I'll play Candy Crush while he's watching football. <laughs> but he was very specific. Like he likes a girl who looks good in a ponytail, he likes a girl who looks good in Lululemon pants. You know, like they're yeah. little, he was specific. So when you're writing about what you want, you have to be, again, specific. I don't know how much more I can drill that into you because a lot of people are like, I want a boyfriend, I want a husband. Well, Ted was a man. <laughs> Ted Bundy was a man. I always say that. Ted Bundy was a man. You don't want just any man, trust me. No, a man. I the love that. Thing, and this is where I failed. And this is the reason why every time I manifested something and I lost it was my energy. Mm. Energy is your key factor. And there's a huge list of, the highest frequency and the lowest frequency. And the lowest frequency is shame, guilt, fear. And what was I feeling after I got out of a toxic relationship? Shame, guilt, fear. What happens when you lose your job? Shame, guilt, fear. Yeah. What happens when your friends betray you? Shame, guilt, Fear. So every single time I was losing it, it was because I was going back down the spectrum and vibrating at a really low frequency. Mm. I struggled with anxiety, I struggled with depression. It was because I came from an abusive home. I had all this deprogramming I had to do. Yeah. I had to heal the person inside of me. And so that's why anyone can manifest anything, but having a sustainable change in your life and actually keeping whatever it is, your goal, your desire, your intention has to do with your frequency. So the highest frequency is love, joy, gratitude, and freedom. So if you're vibrating at a high frequency, meaning, I mean, if you've ever read the book by Bruce Lipton, um, it's called the honeymoon effect. He talks Mm -hmm. about how love is like the pill that everybody wants, because when you're in love, I mean, you radiate from the inside out. Yeah. when you even think about how much you love someone or something, or you radiate from the inside out. I mean, when you first started dating your husband, how did it feel? It felt like there was nothing could go wrong. Nothing. I mean, you could get a flat on the freeway and you would get out of the car and sing love songs because don't you you think once you,
0: once you got in that great relationship with your husband, all of a sudden you started attracting more people.
1: More like, things. Like, These yeah. These guys are coming out of where are you? Where were you guys like two months ago? <laughs> yes, because all of a sudden you're attract, you're radiating. I always say that, or people say that, you're a radio tower. So we are vibrating all the time. Actually, every single cell of our body has electric, magnetic energy. We are energy beings having a human experience, and so our energy is really important, and it's the key factor. If you want to manifest anything, you have to stay at the top love joy gratitude freedom and there's a huge list of you know you go down empowerment fun happiness enthusiasm confidence and then you start to go into the middle of the list which is peace calm neutral relieved and then you start to get pessimistic impatient Mm. frustrated irritated overwhelmed bored worry blame discouraged difficult and then you just start going into the pit until you get to fear grief self-loathing unworthiness shame guilt so when you start going down guess what not only are you losing all the things you wrote down on your list but because you are an energy tower you start to attract everything in yeah the realm. and just like you know people say uh misery loves company it's true because yep. once you start vibrating in that negative place it's why when you're not running with the right crowd that all of a sudden bad situations happen. Yep. You know, it's not because you're not a good person. It's just hanging around with the wrong people. (laughs) You're, You're hanging around with limited mindset people. You're hanging around with the naysayers, the, the people that like suck your energy away. Those, those, what are they called? Energy vampires. Yeah. You know, stay away from those people, stay away from them because everything is contagious, just like joy and love and happiness is contagious. So is fear. And so that's the reason why the news media right now, they're pushing so much fear inside of everyone. And so it's contagious. All of a sudden, now you're afraid of everything. You don't want to touch anything. You don't want to hold anyone's hand. You don't want to kiss anyone. It's fear is contagious, just as much as happiness. So stay away. I don't even watch the news because I try to, to keep that away from me. Now, here's some tips, because not every day is a joyful, loving, grateful day, right? right? There are some days where you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, why? Why am I alive, right? Um, it's because I've struggled with that. I've struggled with depression. I've struggled with all of that stuff, anxiety. I've even had suicidal thoughts. I've also had a 5150 where I was actually put away. Um, so I understand that deep-rooted pain. But like I said, healing is a daily practice. So I never allow myself to be alone with my thoughts, Because your thoughts are the worst thing that can actually bring you back into the pit. So I make sure that the moment I wake up, I immediately put a motivational YouTube video. If not a motivational YouTube video, I turn on a really great podcast. That's going to motivate me, inspire me, make me feel great. If I don't do that... Then I turn on a playlist. I have a playlist of all my happy songs. And we all have those songs. The songs that yes, bring you yes. back to this place of delight, joy. I mean, put, put your prom songs on if you had a good prom. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You, yeah. I, I have songs like that. Songs that like, I remember from high school, hanging out with my friends, laughing, giggling. You know, put the songs on that really bring back that joy and emote those emotions of fun. And then the other thing is it's scientifically proven. If you stand in front of a mirror and you smile... You just can't help but smile. See, Carrie couldn't help but smile back. So these are all things to immediately change your energy and to get you back up on a high frequency. I love, too, Tony Robbins talks about stacking memories. So stack the last time you felt... In love. Like when was the last time you felt utterly in love? When was the last time you laughed so hard you almost peed your pants? When was the last time you felt so proud of yourself? Like either you won an award or you got your, the keys to your house or you walked across the stage and got your master's degree. When was the last time you felt those feelings of just peace and joy and love and gratitude and pride and, and, and get those memories. Cause we can all go back to those memories. Like one of my favorite all-time memories is walking down the aisle to my husband. Like even now, when I hear the song, uh, tears well up in my yeah. eyes. And I start yeah. to think, Oh my gosh! This is the most amazing moment, and you get back like even your whole entire body starts to feel that moment. It's so true. Smell the smells. You start to remember what it was like, what you were wearing, what he was wearing, how it felt. Like you could remember those moments, and that can get you outside of that negative vibrating, you know, pit. So then you get back up there. So then love that. The third key is to act as if. And this is I got this from Jack Canfield's 21 Success Principles. It's one of his favorite thing to do is to act as if you already have it. So when I was trying to manifest the husband, I wasn't even dating anybody. I mean, I knew my husband, but because he was my tenant, I was a property manager, but I didn't see him in that light. He was just a tenant. So I had nobody in my realm of who I was going to marry or who I was going to date. So when I was trying to manifest the husband that I wrote down on my list. I would act as if, so I was living in a small studio apartment and I was sleeping in the middle of my bed, but I would make room and talk to my empty pillow. When mm-hmm. I was washing the dishes, I would wash the dishes and talk to my empty side and be like, oh my God, wasn't that the most funniest show? Oh my God, dry this dish. And, and I really pretended and I acted as if he was already with me. When I would drive in the car, I would talk to the empty seat and I would say, oh my gosh, wasn't Aunt Barbara's like dish the most amazing? I'm so glad we went to the barbecue together. I just pretended and I acted as if. And there's something that happens because, have you ever read the book, um, The Alchemist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Paulo Coelho says, (laughs) um, when you want something, the whole universe conspires to bring it to you. Yes. So when you're sitting there and you're acting as if, you're not even just acting as if, but if you go and you try the car that you want, or you put on the wedding dress, or you wear the power suit because you want that job, or you get on the mic and you pretend to have your podcast and you're recording, or you, you're doing sales calls and you pick up your phone and you're like, hey, thank you so much for calling me. I'm so glad. You know, If you start to act as if in all areas of where you want your dream to come true, the universe is like she's re- wow. She really is ready for this. Mm-hmm. Like I need to figure out how to get. Okay, I'm I'm working. The universe conspires to bring it to you. So acting as if is the most powerful way to start bringing things to you faster. So that's one of my third key points. And then my last key point is to release all negative talk around your dream. This is the hardest one because we have a gold record in our brain telling us who are you? Who do you think you are? You're not worth it. You're yeah. unlovable. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. All the things that somebody told us at one point in our life, or some of the things that we even made up to ourselves. So, one of the things that we do is immediately the moment we do a vision board, the moment we put our dreams up, the moment we journal what happens, that little voice inside of you starts to say, That's never going to happen. Viola, who do you think you are? You're never going to go to Bora Bora. What? A Range Rover? You know you're making $42,000 a year? Like that is the voice that starts to tell you it's never going to happen. So what I tell everybody is release all negative talk. The moment you start feeling that, nope, nope. Everything. I use affirmations and mantras and incantations. So I, I literally change my words Because when you allow that small record to play and take over your mouth, you cast spells over yourself. Yeah. I always say that your words cast spells over you. And so when I was single, guess what I would say? There are no good men out there. Sure. Every good guy is taken or Or they're gay. Everybody's gay. (laughs) I date only losers. Right. Every guy I date has no job. And guess what? I dated guys with no job. Like, I dated guys who were losers. I dated guys who were abusive because that, those were the words that were coming out of my mouth. Same with money. I would always say, oh, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I'll never get out of debt. Mm -hmm. I'll never have enough money. Only the rich get richer. I used to say those things. Instead, I started to catch myself. Now I say every dollar I spend comes back to me multiplied. Unexpected money simply falls into my lap every single time. Money comes my way. Even if I find a dime, I'm like, thank you so much. Every dollar I spend comes back to me multiplied. It changes the way you feel about money and everything is an energy. Everything is vibrating. So I really believe that what you give out in money comes back to you multiplied. So I teach people, you have to donate. You have to give from your heart in order to receive more money. It opens to the floodgates of money coming towards you. But yes, change the words that come out of your mouth. Keep track of the words that come out of your mouth. Guard your mind, guard your mouth, and guard your heart. And that's the way that you'll be able to manifest anything that your little brain desires, anything your little heart desires, anything you can speak and talk about, you can hold in your hand. But remember, it works both ways. So if you want to dream big, you're going to get big dreams. If you dream small, you will get small results. So I try my hardest not to, to get myself in that negative space, not to talk crap about myself or others. Even if you're in that place where you're gossiping or talking, um, making rude comments or judging, remember everything you put out, you get back. So immediately cut that out of your mouth, cut that out of your brain, cut that out of your heart. Because if you truly want to manifest your goals, your desires, your everything that you've ever wanted, it starts with you, your energy, and how you feel about the people that you know deserve it. And you deserve it too. There's enough for everyone to go around.
0: Oh my gosh, I love this. This is so exciting. I love your passion behind it too. Because it's clearly, <laughs> it's been working for you. And you've been manifesting. And I know for a lot of people, the idea of manifesting sounds, it's either too wooey or it's like, I can't do that. I'm not worthy. Yeah. Um, I'll, it'll never work for me. When you're working with um, your, you know, clients and everything, what do you think is the common mindset that they all have to overcome before they can really start getting in the right flow to manifest what they to actually truly ma- manifest to actually get results? What's something that you notice everyone has in their way?
1: We are limited. We are limited beings. Yeah, uh, and it's sad because we we stop and we say, oh, we can only have this. Yeah. Or when I ask them, how much money do you want to make? And they say, oh, I just just want to make $30,000 more. Now, I don't know if you believe in a God or a higher source, but I believe in a God and a higher source. And I always say, I'm a child of the most high God, the infinite spirit, the infinite spirit. So now you're asking the infinite spirit, the infinite source, God, the divine, for this little tiny tiny bit. He has an infinite abundance ready to give to you. And it doesn't have to be material things. It could be simply the abundance of joy, right. The abundance of love, the abundance of security, the abundance of, you know, whatever it is that you're seeking, it's ready to be given to you. But here, the thing is, is that we have been trained to, and, and it has been trained within us either at home or at school or at work But we have been trained that there's only a small piece of pie. Yeah. And if you don't get it, someone else is going to get it and you're not going to have any. And so that is like a huge lie because there's an abundance of everything out there. You just have to truly believe that it's out there, that you deserve it, that you're worthy of it, and that you can achieve it and receive it. That's the biggest barrier that I come across is how limited we believe we are when really we are unlimited beings with so much potential. We come from yeah. an infinite source. Um, we are part of a huge universe and we have magical powers yet to be seen because we are too busy. Like just thinking inside this little box.
0: Right. So like a scarcity mindset, right? Yes. We, we think I, I just need this little bit, just a little bit when no, if we think I deserve All of this, it's out there for me. It comes back to you tenfold. I very much believe what you're seeking is seeking you. Um, Everything you're saying is just like, yep, 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 yep. (laughs) I definitely have found working with entrepreneurs though, and maybe in entrepreneurs in your group, you notice this too, is that imposter syndrome, is that negative self-talk that keeps telling them, nobody's gonna pay you this much. Nobody's gonna buy this. When really what I'm trying to reprogram entrepreneurs is to be like, then that's not your client. There's a whole millions of other people that want to pay you this month that know that you're worth it. It's just finding them, right? And it's having to go back and
1: figuring out why she has that rooted idea. Where did this program exist? And I just did an entire YouTube video about it because Bruce Lipton talks about how, um, you know, give me the child from zero to seven and I'll give you the man. So from zero to seven, when we're developing our brain, our brain is mirroring our environment. So wherever you grew up and whatever you saw as a child is what you believe to be true. So, for example, me, I struggled with like thinking money was there was enough because my family was always struggling with finances. I mean, we lost our home. We didn't have anything to eat. Hardly ever. You know, our electricity was always being shut off. My parents were always fighting about where was money going to come from? Or we don't have enough money to pay the mortgage. And so that was my reality growing up. And so, because I saw that, I mirrored it and I believed it. And it's an old program in my subconscious mind, believing that there's only so much out there. Yeah. Now, take, for example, somebody who didn't grow up like that, somebody who comes from an affluent family and never had to work for anything, someone like maybe Kim Kardashian. Right. He doesn't think that there's a, a limited amount. You know, Kylie Jenner doesn't believe that there's a limited amount. It's the reason why she's a billionaire. She had a different growing up, a different reality. So when you stop and think, what is the old program that's stopping me? Is it true? Is it real? Are there facts that like support that idea? No, because there really is an abundance out there waiting. There's an abundance of clients. There's abundance of money. There's an abundance of whatever it is your little heart desires. Because not everyone has the same dream. Not everyone has the same goal. Not everyone's asking for the same things. That's another thing is people think that we're all striving for the same goal. No, some people don't want the big house on the lake. You know, some people Mm -hmm. want the small cottage in the farm. Like everybody has their own small or big or middle desire. And so no one, there's, there isn't like this fight that's going on. It's an old ideology that we're all striving for that one piece of pie.
0: Yeah, and there's so much pie, everyone. There, and it just it just keeps being made. There's different flavors, different toppings. It's it's endless and boundless. I completely agree with everything you're saying. Um, This is so fantastic. Now, tell us how, um, because we're coming to the end of our time, but I want to know how how clients work with you. What are you offer besides your (sighs) Facebook group, which I hear is. I love being a part of your Facebook group. Thank you. Thank you're you. Always consistent. You're always encouraging, and you're kind of funny, like me. Like you always can throw up a crazy meme, and I'm like, I like you. <laughs> thank, you thank you.
1: Yeah. So, um, I, right now, I usually do 90 day runs, meaning, um, I, I even though my husband was the co founder of Kajabi, and you know he talks about courses all the time. I actually like coaching people one-on-one. I feel like I have a more deeper connection. I get to understand my client. I get to see why they have these thoughts, what's really blocking them. And in order for me to do that, I can't just send them a video for them to watch. I have to interact with them. Plus I'm a heart-centered leader. I need that connection. And so um actually my husband is building a whole nother <laughs> platform simply because I was like, I don't like this, I want you to do this. And so actually CoachSnap.com is coming out today. And coachsnap.com is for you to be able to coach one-on-one. And so for the nice. next 90 days, I've um I normally run 90 day groups. So then I'll do a 90-day run. I have what is called the A-Team where I teach people mindset. I teach people about self-love, money, because I always believe that I cannot help you reach a goal or attain attain a desire or an intention if you're not healed from the inside out. So the first 90 days in the beginning of the year is always like, let's work on your inner self. Let's work on how to really fall in love with every fiber of your body and to realize just how magical you are. So that's the first 90 days. And the second 90 days, uh, we go through 12 scrolls. And then the third 90 days, I teach you how to really manifest. And one of the girls that just finished the dream team, I call it the dream team, manifested Um, $50,000. So now she's able to finally be able to invest in her first property and, and when she started, she didn't really believe she, I honestly, cause she ran with me, um, for the A team. she did the 12, uh, the 10 scrolls with me. And then here came the manifesting dream. And she goes, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I've, I've done enough with you. I, I don't really want to sign up anymore. And I said, are you sure? Cause this is going to be awesome. You're going to manifest everything. <laughs> so I kind of convinced her and she came in really hesitant And out of all the women in the group, she was the one that manifested a lot bigger than she even imagined. And she now is just like, you know, sings my praises. But I am right now, because I'm not doing the first 90 day run until January, I have what is called my membership group. It's called Fearless Power. And it's it's 10 times harder than the 90 day runs, because 90 day runs, I give you one homework assignment, you have an entire week to do it. Um, The fearless power is for the woman that really is hungry for change and, you know, can't wait for the next week that needs more accountability, um, not just by me, but by the group. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're more, we're more powerful in numbers. And so when we, the fearless power group is going to be made up of the mastermind. I'm going to teach, I'm going to do homework. We're going to read books we're going to really get through this together and ignite that fire that's within you that all of us have. But we just need somebody to believe in us, somebody to yes. pour into us, somebody to gas that light up and blow into our soul. And so I truly believe that fearless power, it's $97 a month, the doors open November first, um, So it's going to be incredible. And the women that have uh, already signed up have develop these lifelong bonds because they met in January. Now they yeah. are like yeah. visiting each other. They're best friends. I can't even believe like what I have created. It's, it's crazy to me that for a year, I sat on this dream for a year. Right. I just was like, you know, I had all these fears holding me back. And so once you get past the fears, all your hidden power is behind that fear. Yeah. So as long as you let go of the fear, you'll realize just how powerful you truly were.
0: That's incredible. And where can we find you? Where are all the places we can find you? I'm on
1: fearlessfemale.com. I'm on Facebook at the Fearless Female Movement. And I'm on Instagram, as you guys know, Fearless Female Podcast. um, And that's how you can find me. And you can listen to my podcast. It's called Journey of a Fearless Female.
0: Yes, especially the episode I'm on. (laughs) Just <laughs> yes. Thanks. Um, really quick. Okay. So before we wrap up, I always like to ask uh, my guests what they get carried away about. So, what first, you- during quarantine, during all of this time we've been stuck inside, how are you keeping you and your husband entertained? Are you podcasting, Netflixing? What are you getting carried away about?
1: Uh, audible books. Oh, I anything? love Audible. I am like Me a too. huge proponent of Audible books. Um, I devour books on Audible. Um, Just this weekend I finished two. um, And I'm, I just love because I'm at home and you have nothing better to do really this is my, my office outside of my home. Um, And when I'm at home when we were stuck the first like three months. I was just like organizing, cleaning out my garage, right. doing the laundry, like organizing my closet. And the good thing is about Audible is while you're doing all these chores, gardening, I mean, I, I cut down a tree in my backyard. I had my earbuds on and I was just listening to book after book after book as soon as I fit. And, and what I love about it is, I can pause it. I can take down notes. Um, you know, I share these nuggets of wisdom with my fearless female power group. And, you know, I just end up sharing all this goodness. And I just, I love Audible. I, I can listen to books, especially when this, the person who wrote it reads it. Like, it reads just, it? Yeah, yes. like mm-hmm. Jessica Simpson. I felt like we were best friends. Like afterwards, yeah. I was like, oh my God, Jessica and I are friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt about Tina Fey. I was like, Tina, you know, I you love Tina, Tina Fey's book. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I just love Audible. It's the best investment you can ever make for yourself. You can download almost any type of book and just listen to it. And And because it's in your ears, you could close your eyes and be present there with that person. Yeah. And I, I just love it. That's what I got carried away with. I have over 600 books now nice. in my Audible thing.
0: It's <laughs> also great about Audible is you can have more than one book ready totally. to go. Yeah, Yeah. you can be reading multiple books at the same time. I love it too.
1: I'm reading three right now. I just finished two. So I was at five like earlier this week. So I'm just constantly, okay. And then when I see somebody coming out with a new book, like Mariah Carey just came out with a new book. So I'm like, oh, got to get it, got to get it. So I just love Audible. It's seriously my favorite. I don't even listen to music anymore. I'm just on Audible all the time. I love
0: that. I love that. Um, I get all my Audible credits too, and I'm stacking them up. And I'm like, oh, I gotta sh- do some shopping. I have four credits.
1: Like, oh my gosh! It's my husband so and I different. fight for the credits because we use the same account, so we yeah. fight for the credits. And he's like, no, he wants business books, and I want self help books. <laughs> right,
0: right. I love that. I love that. What's the what's what's the last book you read that you would recommend? Oh gosh, I'm always looking for so many
1: so many books. Um, so right now, I just finished the. Um, The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. Okay. It's only like a two-hour read or three-hour read. Really, really good. Mastering the Present Moment by Wayne Dyer. Really, really good. I'm finishing up Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins. Super, super good. But I have like a long list. Every book that I read or listen to, I type it into my books of recommendation because people are always asking me, what's your favorite book? But I do have my top five books, The Alchemist being one of them. Um, the Untethered Soul being a second one. I love The Untethered Soul. What I Know For Sure by Oprah, one of my Oh, that's a great books. one. Yeah. So, so good. Um, the fourth one, I would see The Surrender Experiment by uh, Michael Singer and um, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life by Wayne Dyer. Just so many great books are out there. And when you could hear it in their voice, it just makes such a difference such a difference because like Wayne Dyer isn't alive anymore and being right. able to hear his voice and like his passion it you can tell the difference when it's the person actually narrating their own book versus absolutely another yeah. person narrating it for them
0: right right which I think only happens more in like novels right yeah yeah you get actors to to read a novel. So the
1: decision by Kevin Hart, it's only audible. So funny. I mean I so was funny. laughing so hard. He is so funny and he has so he calls him his, he calls him Nuggets of Wisdom too. And he's like, <laughs> I'm dropping all these chicken nuggets on you. <laughs> like, you better get some basket because I got some nuggets for you. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna put all of the, I'm glad this is recording.
0: I'm putting all of these on my list. <laughs> I love that. Before we wrap it up, the last question I always ask everyone on the podcast is things, what are three things? that you can't wrap your head around that people get so obsessed and carried away about? Like for me, it's like, I don't like kombucha. I don't huh. like the, I don't like the Kardashians. I don't get it. I don't get it at all, but people are obsessed with these things. What are like three things that you just three can't wrap your head around? I
1: don't understand why people get obsessed over. Well, first of all, I don't understand the Chick-fil-A craze. I yeah. I don't like Chick-fil-A. The chicken tastes sugary. I, it's just gross to me. I don't get that. Yeah. Um, Um, the other thing is like, I I don't know how people can get carried away by like being obsessed with like a, a singer or an artist, Mm. like some people who are like diehard fans and they go to every concert and they have their t-shirts. And I, I just don't understand that. I've just never been that type of person that would be like a diehard fan of anything. Um, I mean, I love certain things and I, I love, but I would never Spend thousands and thousands of dollars of going to their concerts and flying there, following, following them. them around. <laughs> yeah, not you're like, not a
0: groupie. You're I'm a leader. Not a groupie.
1: <laughs> not a groupie. <laughs> you're a leader. <laughs> and I think the last thing that getting carried away is just politics right now, especially the way it is. Like, like in all actuality, you getting angry and saying something mean to somebody on Facebook or Instagram, really is that going to help the situation? No. Yeah. Does it ever? And people don't understand that really what you put out, you get back. And so when you're sitting there and you're angrily like posting things that I hate this and I hate this person and screw these people and guess what? You're just going to get more of that coming back to you. So I always say the only way to diffuse the hate that's going on in the world is to bring more love to it. So if you can bring more love to people, like pay for the Starbucks. If you know who Charlie Rocket is, one of my favorite guys, you should follow him. He's like making sure that everyone who goes to Starbucks pays for the person behind them. Yeah. And he tells the person to tell them, you're on a winning streak. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know, when you do that to somebody, because that joy is contagious, it, it causes a ripple effect and we can actually negate the hate that's actually happening right now. So if we do that, and help other people join the winning streak. I, I just, I love that. So that that's the thing I don't understand. I, maybe because I don't watch the news and I'm not that, dedicated to that hate. I just can't. Uh,
0: I can't do it either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you one time I was in the drive-through Starbucks and the person in front of me bought my coffee and I was so touched. I was like, oh, well, I have to buy the coffee for the person in behind me. And they were like, okay, it's 2872. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. It like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> didn't feel so much like you were on a winning streak. It right? <laughs> was like, okay, I'll, you paid for my four dollar coffee. I'll pay for their thirty dollars. No, coffee. right? <laughs> but I did it. I thought, well, maybe they're a group of teachers, you know, or you know, some place and teachers <laughs> would not want their coffee paid for. Exactly. But um, yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much. Thank this you, Carrie, so much. This I has been so it. fun. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I have really enjoyed having you on. You you sh- you speak so passionately about serving the women in your group and it I just s- see a mirror in you and it's so nice to find other women who are just as passionate as me and I'm just like, oh, there's more of us, which is so good. I want to find more of us because no
1: we need to create a tribe we need to really do
0: (laughs) like we really need to spread this and like get more because there's so many women out there we can't do it ourselves we need help
1: (laughs) I know we definitely need to put together and when COVID is over an in real life session with people so we can kumbaya because I know we're all going to need the love after we really will (laughs) <laughs> yeah. oh thank you so much you're
0: welcome thank you for having me hey if you're listening to this thinking i want to be a part of this amazing community well you're right you're currently making the right decision head over to broad and learn how we as a community of entrepreneurs lift and support each other